What is the best karma is a B-word moment you have witnessed? I'm from San Diego, and during the summer, you have to claim bonfire pits on the beach really early in the morning if you want it for that night. So, my friends and I got to the beach at 8am and stayed there so we can get a bonfire going into the night. Just before sundown, this one couple asked if they could share the bonfire with us, and since our group wasn't too big, we decided to share it with them. However, that couple proceeded to bring a group of about 15 others, and they literally surrounded the pit and pushed us out. We were really annoyed, but we were so tired from being at the beach all day, so we decided to head out. Little did we know that that night had an extreme high tide warning, and when we moved all of our stuff over the wall that divided the beach walk with the beach, a huge wave came in and washed out that whole group surrounding our bonfire. The wave flipped over their table of food, took a handful of sandals back into the ocean, and destroyed all of their stuff. The best part was this one girl was trying to jump the wall to save herself, but she didn't jump high enough and ended up falling right back into the water. Karma is a B-word. I was in daycare as a child. I had very long hair that my dad always put into a ponytail. There was a girl that would pull my ponytail all the time. We were doing a musical chairs thing at the end of the day while parents were picking us up. The girl was behind me and kept yanking my ponytail. I kept telling her to stop. The teacher didn't see anything, so I can't do anything about it. There were a bunch of parents waiting for us to finish our game, my mum included, and she kept doing it and the teacher didn't see it. So I turned around and punched her as hard as I could. She stumbled into the cubbies where we kept our coats. The teacher tried to chastise me and my mum was like, nope, didn't even see anything, didn't even get into trouble. I was running laps on a grass field in the military when I was about to lap a guy who'd always lap the crap out of me. So as I passed him, I yelled, Gotcha, B-word, and immediately stepped in a hole in the ground and twisted my ankle. Despite the pain of jacking my ankle up, I thought the karmic payout was hilariously timed. That fool. YouTube fail videos have long since established that taunting your opponent seconds before the finish line basically guarantees some kind of karmic payback. My old manager was a monster, belittled people, made a hostile environment, denied everything that would make co-workers happy while giving herself every comfort, even denied me a half day to go to my mother's funeral, adding, would it be a big deal if you couldn't go? He finally stepped on his own member after he wrote up a fictitious counseling statement about someone and the entire office revolted. The manager wasn't fired like we wanted, but he was relieved. So in comes the new manager. Very well regarded, 20-year Air Force veteran, retired at E9, humble guy who knew how to handle people. We have our first awkward team meeting, old manager bitterly in attendance. As the new manager is giving his nice-to-meet-you speech, he sees the D-bag glancing around the table, trying to intimidate people. He stops talking, pauses for a few seconds, and then says, You know, when I was in the Air Force, I learned that if you take care of your people, they'll take care of you. He then stared directly at the old manager and said, If you don't take care of your people, they'll take care of you. Sitting on a state highway late at night because of a bad car accident, the highway was packed and barely moving. One guy thinks he's smarter than everyone else and tries to drive on the shoulder. He makes it a good little ways before running into an on-ramp, also packed with cars. He had nowhere to go and no one let him in. He was stuck between cars in the rightmost lanes and cars from the on-ramp. Everyone stuck bumper to bumper and flowed around him. I went from watching him pass me and almost getting out of my view to passing him and losing sight of him in my rear view mirror. My dad told me a story once from when he was younger. He was in traffic in a two-lane, two-way road. 
It was backed up in one direction, heading into an event of sorts, but there was sparse traffic going the other way. My father starts seeing this tool in his rear view who would pull out from the traffic into the oncoming lane, drive as far as he could before a car started to approach from the other direction, and then get someone to let him back in. After doing this a few times, he gets up to my father when he needs to get back in. My father doesn't budge and the guy has to throw it in reverse and back all the way up to the end of the line. Of all the fantastic things my father's done in his life and all the lessons he's taught me, if I've taken one thing away, it's that I will never let that guy in. I love highway justice. My husband and I like to call people like that the D-word of the mile, because there's always one. As much as all the other figures on this compendium deserve the karmic justice they were handed, these individuals who believe the rules of the road apply to literally everyone but themselves are particularly satisfying, aren't they? When I was a kid, we visited Montreal. I had gotten a hockey puck as a souvenir. While we were in our hotel, my sister decided to mess with me by hiding it. I got mad and yelled in my high-pitched voice, Give me back my hockey puck! Before smacking her in the head with a pillow. Guess where she had hidden it. As a parent, I don't even think I could get mad for that. I was coming out of work from a nightclub in New York City in 1993. A friend and I were walking toward the train station when we heard an older lady screaming, Help! Help! We saw a guy running away from the screams toward us with a woman's purse in his hand. I don't know why I did this, but I pulled out my work ID badge. Plain work badge, not a security badge. I was just the DJ. The thief must have thought I was a cop, and he immediately throws his hands in the air, and without a struggle, he throws himself to the floor. I told him to stay laying on the floor, or he will be pepper sprayed. I had no pepper spray. A few minutes later, the cops show up and arrest him. The old lady was very grateful and was mostly worried about her pictures of her family she had in her purse. Bad guy got instant karma and didn't even get halfway down the block with the purse. Driving to Chicago and a crazy guy is road raging, swerving erratically while yelling about shooting us. He zooms off. Five or so miles later, we see his van upside down in the ditch. He's standing on the shoulder talking to a cop. You should have pulled over and said, Hey, about you threatening to shoot me back there, sorry, but you were going so fast I couldn't keep up. But hey, you're welcome to give it a shot now. I got rear-ended in a turn lane by a girl texting. She was doing 45 miles per hour and I was stopped. No major injuries. I went to her court date hoping she got a big fine or something. She got a $50 ticket. I was a little bit upset. As I was sitting at the stoplight to pull out of the court, I watched her run a red light and T-bone a cop. I don't normally laugh at other people's misfortunes. However, I laughed my butt off on that one. When I was driving my Jeep very carefully in a snowstorm and someone in a Mustang passed me in an unsafe manner, he almost lost control of his car, which would have caused an accident that included me. Picture someone dangerously fishtailing right in front of you with an 18-wheeler coming at you in the other lane. Saw him in the ditch five minutes later. Idiot. Seems like he started as he meant to go on. I suppose I really should have guessed how many of these were going to be car and road related. Here's a similar story with a dash more coincidence involved. This same thing happened to me in London with a sudden snow flurry. I was driving down a hill and my car was sliding towards parked cars, so I was taking it slow. The guy behind me was driving a Land Rover and tooting at me to hurry up. Ended up overtaking me at speed. Got home a few minutes later and the guy is sitting on my garden wall with a gash on his head. His car had crashed into the central bollards. I asked him if he wanted to come in and wait for the emergency services, but he was too embarrassed. Couldn't help myself and told him he was driving too fast. He said he thought Land Rovers were made to handle those conditions. I work in an ER and once a girl got brought in by an ambulance after being assaulted. 
She was walking down the street when some guy tackled her to the ground and tried to drag her down an alley. A good Samaritan managed to chase him off and call the cops. Like 20 minutes later, they brought in a guy in full cardiac arrest. Turns out the police found the attacker and chased him several blocks to where he collapsed and his heart gave out. He was dead on arrival and the victim ID'd him right in the ER. I was kicking a customer out for being racist and cursing at one of the employees. He yelled offensive stuff and then he tried to slam the door on his way out, but it had one of those things that make the door close slowly. He pushed it hard, but it didn't budge and he slipped and fell on the floor. We had a good laugh. Uh, The correct name for that thing is a door slowly closer. Uh, A door slower? (sighs) Americans call boingy decelerating hallway blockers door slowly closers. When my ex-husband, who stole $4,000 from me to go visit his mistress in another country, called me to beg for money. Actually, my credit card number. As if. Because his lights got cut off. The other day, I was taking my dog for a walk around the neighborhood. She squatted down to take a poop, and I reached for my doggy bags only to realize I was fresh out. So I peeked around, making sure nobody was looking, and I just left it. Ten minutes later, I'm walking across the road, and I cut through a thin grass median in the center, and what do you know, I step in dog poop. I wasn't even mad. I knew I deserved it. When I was in my first grade, my class had recess, and this bully pushed me to the ground. I fell and was about to go off on the kid when this fourth grader came over, lifted the kid up, and took the kid over to the principal. Karma is the best. A very similar thing happened to me when I was in first grade, but there were a few key differences. The bully wasn't alone. There were three second graders, one of whom was the leader. I kicked his goon's butts before he took me on himself. They started it. I was on the monkey bars and they came up under me and started twisting my legs, so I fell. The guy who ended up saving me was in third grade, not fourth. He didn't take the bully to the principal, just carried him a few feet away and dropped him. The guy who came to help me was my brother, which was interesting because he was usually the one giving me a hard time. It's the older brother, Maxim. The only people that can beat up on my younger brother is me. I was at a party one time, and this one girl couldn't stop talking crap about this other girl that was coming to the party. The other girl shows up, and this dude picked her up and hugged her and spun her around in a way where her foot kicked the girl that was talking crap right in the face while she was sitting on the couch. Her beer spilled all over her, and she caught a black eye. Every script or so, there is one story in particular that causes the narrator to spit out his drink all over the screen, laugh outrageously in public, or have to stop for a solid five seconds while he wheezes with laughter. This was that story. Happened to me at work. Methhead was trying to pay with like a thousand coins for a five dollar scratch off. She tried to say she was only ten cents short, ended up being over a dollar short, then complained and said any decent person would have spotted her the money. Pretty much told her she could go down the street and try there if she'd like. She pulled out a 20 and bought two. As she walked out the store, she said, Karma is a B-word. When she got to her car, a cop pulls up behind, blocking her in. They proceed to search the car, then arrest her and her boyfriend. It was hilarious. F. Her. So let me get this straight. She tried to buy a scratch off using a bunch of coins, got mad when nobody gave her a dollar, and then pulled a 20? F that B-word. A classmate in school broke one of his legs and was using crutches. He was about to go down the stairs and another kid kicked one of his crutches down the stairs. I walked down there and got his crutch for him and while walking back up, the kid who kicked the crutches came tumbling down and I moved out the way. The kid broke his arm. Hmm, did you hear that? Yeah, it sounded like someone fell down the stairs. 
No, it was actually the sound of sweet, sexy karma returning the favor. Last Saturday, I was on a crowded NYC subway at 2am. Two drunk dudes, young twenties, lighting a joint and walking around flaunting it. One literally came up to me, You think a weed head ain't gonna smoke a joint? Whatever that means. The whole train kept ignoring them and they kept parading around being a bunch of morons. They spotted two taller, athletic-looking dudes and started making fun of them for looking like cops. It was the line, Which of you is the sergeant? that finally put the athletic guys over the edge. They looked at each other, smiled, reached into their pocket, and pulled out their badges. Okay, boys, empty your pockets. The subway blew up in laughter. They would have gotten away with everything if they just didn't go bother the two plainclothes police officers. Score one for the good guys. And then I went home and smoked up a joint myself in my living room. I worked as a bartender at a bowling alley. For some reason, one of the other bartenders hated me. She was constantly poaching people on my side, horseshoe-shaped bar, so we each got a side. We split tips, and whenever it was her turn to count them down, I know she wasn't splitting them properly. Tried to get the scheduling manager to put her on my days, etc. One of my regulars even said she caught her pocketing tips and not putting them in our communal bucket while I was working with her. Well, tournament season started, which everyone dreaded slash looked forward to. Dreaded because the shifts were twice or three times as long as normal, and there was a constant rush of people at the bar. Looked forward to because shifts were two or three times as long as normal, and there was a constant rush at the bar, so we'd make about as much in a day as we did in a week. Well, the first tournament was teams that she considered hers. They bowled on her side on days she worked, so she knew them well and was looking forward to their tournament tips. She came in, saw that I was scheduled to bartend that day, and flipped out. She started ranting to the manager, who happened to be the scheduling manager. The owner pretty much said I was one of the better bartenders, so I was getting put on the tournaments, and if she didn't like it, she could just leave. My co-worker left. And then I got to work her normal shifts as well. I was working in a pub in Liverpool and had just arrived about 10am to start my shift. I knocked on the door and waited for someone to let me in. I became aware of some voices shouting and turned around to see two guys, shirts off, swaggering towards me, talking in a language I didn't understand. They came right up to me and whatever little English they did speak came out. They called me a frickin' working girl and a frickin' B-word, etc. Nasty stuff and I was really quite scared. I was knocking on the door really hard at this point, but after insulting me and laughing, they walked off towards a busy road. I watched as they walked out into the traffic, waving their arms at the cars to stop for them, then giving the drivers the finger. Suddenly, one of the cars stopped and four big guys got out. One of the nasty dudes ran off, but the big man got caught and shoved hard against the car a couple of times, clearly hurting his head and elbow. Then one of the guys made out that he was going to punch him, big time, drawing his fist far back. The little crap just covered his face and screamed. They didn't get hit, but the car guys and a lot of passers-by burst out laughing. They let him go and he ran away. That felt good. Nothing better than watching highway vigilante justice from the comfort of your own vehicle, huh? I hope at least some of the drivers had a packet of crisps to consume with the show. My dad kicked our dog because it was standing in front of the fridge and he wanted a beer. But as soon as he opened the fridge, the shelf that was holding the beer fell off and every single can busted open. Woman on a cell phone runs me off the road, flips me off for laying on the horn. She was going right and I was a ways back going left. A van was in front of her at the red light and she just plows into the back of it. I slowed down as I passed with the window down. Running me off the road wasn't enough to get your attention, huh? She flips out. I laugh and drive off into the sunset. 
You might have considered giving your contact information to the driver of the van. I was a witness, I saw her talking on her phone while driving, and saw her ram into your stopped vehicle, and will be happy to tell the same to your insurance company. My brother was making fun of an old man slowly shuffling across a parking lot. Look at Speedy Gonzalez, or something, and two seconds after, he, my brother, bashes his foot on the cement parking barrier. He limped back to the car as I laughed hysterically. Every winter when my family and I would go skiing, if it was snowing on our drive up or back, there'd be an idiot soccer mom or dad driving a Suburban on worn out all seasons, going 50 plus in the snowy lane, not the one people are driving in. It's always incredibly satisfying seeing them either pulled over or in the ditch. I made the mistake of pulling them out twice. Never again. They are never grateful and never admit they're an idiot for driving so fast. The last one, once I got them out and unhooked them, jumped in the Suburban and in order to make it move on the snow, floored it, achieving not much more than throwing snow behind them and making their already bad tires worse. I was working at a mental health facility for the elderly as a nurse, worked there for over a year with a perfect work record. I worked for the same company at another elderly facility, also for the same amount of time with a perfect work record. My coworker found out I have PTSD and decided to tell my boss at the psych facility that I have PTSD and the two together plotted to have me committed. One day in October 2012, they launched their attack. I was working a 7am to 3pm shift and doing very well for two hours when my boss called me into her office to congratulate me on one year service. When we were in her office alone, she started grilling me about my mental health and how it plays out at home. Next thing I know, she's forcing me to call my co-worker, who is off duty and making me go with her to the psych emergency because I have PTSD. The entire meeting was designed to stress me out and caused me to be triggered enough to behave poorly or crazy somehow to rationalize the next step, which was to cart me off to an emergency, and when they see me, they will instantly know I belong locked away in a padded room. They didn't, though. The hospital said I was fine, just stressed out about being forced to go to the hospital like a crazy person for no reason other than admitting I had PTSD. After the hospital let me go, my boss put me on extended medical leave without telling me and ignored all my calls for two weeks, wrote letters lying about me to her bosses and the HR department. I filed a union grievance and a complaint with a third-party whistleblower company for my company's head office to hear about. My boss lied about me to everyone. She said I told her I had a murderer in my head, that I was standing in front of mirrors with knives wanting to cut flesh. They believed her, so they shut down my complaints. I took it to the Human Rights Tribunal, self-represented against the largest long-term care provider in North America, and I fricking won. Took three long years from incidents to end of court. It was the hardest thing I have ever done. My employer's health declined considerably by the time the trial happened. She lost her job, she had to move to the mainland, and there is a forever public record about what she did. The co-worker who helped my boss is in the permanent record, and the employees of the job site were ordered to learn what she and our boss had done to me and the outcome. She will never be comfortable at that job site again, and who and what she is is known to all. I got the highest amount awarded for damages to dignity and self. I created a precedent for other PTSD persons with a clean work history who do a good job on the clock but have very real struggles with PTSD symptoms at home. No karma could possibly taste better than 40k and a clean reputation. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.